Grayson Chance on RTHK Radio 3 with Bad to Myself. Before that, we heard Claro with Bags. Welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. I'm really excited to be chatting with Sadia this afternoon. Sadia, great to speak with you. How Good are you? Good afternoon. I'm very well. Uh, we've changed our seats again, haven't I we? <laughs> Every time. And thank you so much for doing the show yesterday yes, and thank you. for doing it tomorrow That's all right. no and problem. being here today. So our listeners will have a lot of Sadia. I just live here in <laughs> RT education it's always a pleasure Noreen no problem at all thank you so what's the big topic for okay today? well you know what as I said you know I say this every week that I kind of pick these topics on stuff it might be an article I've seen or something but you know it's interesting because we're all kind of different people and one of the things that made me look at this particular subject was that sometimes you know I don't know about you but you know when we're watching TV like I'm sitting with my husband watching TV there's a program on it's something kind of really sensitive comes up it might just be even like you know they're showing an animal that's been abused or or somewhere where there's an earthquake or this or, you know some sort of thing and I, I you know I watch it and it yeah it affects my heart and it's and it's awful but I see my husband sometimes and he kind of is wiping a tear out you know and he gets really affected emotionally and he, and it could be a film it could just be some very sensitive thing so this is what made me look at this this is an article that I saw in the Guardian actually and I think the headline something was like they could be visionaries of our world do over emotional people hold the key to happiness and and that's what it was about so I thought hmm, let's have a look at this so basically what they were saying in this is that they said one in five of us struggle to cope with everyday things like smells and sounds and images. This is quite, this is, we're talking very um, sort of extreme here. This is hypersensitivity, right? For me, I vomit every time oh, when <laughs> somebody has like a really strong smell. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You see, Ooh. so there may be, and it says like, for instance, they, they quoted a few um, people who were giving their examples. So there's one called Lena, for instance, she said, I can't, can't cope with crowds or bright lights. And another woman, Melissa, she said, well, you know, I get my husband to watch films before I see them because I can't handle things like violence and gore and scariness. And then there are some who say that, you know, if their grandchildren are coming round, they like to retreat to another room because, you know, the loud laughter uh, is taking oh. is taking them over and they don't like swearing and the smells that, that overwhelm them. I don't know how many grandchildren are swearing, but I should be concerned about <laughs> that one. Oh, well, yeah, you know, but the, the language and just the, the racket that they're making is just too much for her to take. Oh, no. And then there's another one where she says that, you know, I can feel like every fibre when I put clothes on I can feel every fibre of her clothes and um, she feels and, and she, her, her skin is so sensitive that she feels very ticklish or uncomfortable at times even during intimate things that she just thinks oh it's too ticklish yeah. I, I can't deal with this. These sound like almost traits um, you know of the autism spectrum. Yeah. It's right? interesting because that is what somebody said but actually they say sensitivity and autism are probably two fairly separate things. Mm. Highly sensitive children may originally be diagnosed as having autism spectrum disorder mm. so you know it's not oh, actually okay. this it's not actually linked to that but there's also other things like you know but they, people some people with um, autism may have these yeah. traits but 
people with these traits don't necessarily yeah, yeah, sure sure yeah and sometimes just diagnosed like yeah. that and then highly sensitive the label also they said it can be applied to about 20 percent of us wow. um according to a us-based psychologist elaine aaron she started studying high sensitivity in the early 90s and she published a book called the highly sensitive person in 1996 and then she said when these people sort of have information coming in they process it more deeply and more elaborately um, and then you know they said that uh, you know this is a clinical psychologist who's talking about this and saying that you know it works with many sort of highly sensitive people and especially children so they didn't take in more information with lots of kinds of different kinds of stimuli um, it's really quite interesting, isn't it? It's, you don't, you can't imagine that just lights and and things like that would affect you to that extent. But you mentioned that recently too, didn't you? you yeah, said, I, I get. Yeah, I'm pretty sensitive to really bright lights. I, it, give, it triggers migraine, mm. but I don't think I'm. I don't think. I, I get too overwhelmed if, if yeah. the room is too bright. But yeah. yeah, there's that discomfort. But perhaps it's it's just a, a spectrum. Yeah, strong yeah. smells also are quite yeah. triggering. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I am quite a sensitive person. You know, some, there are certain films I can't watch because, yeah. I mean, this is going to sound a bit weird to admit, but I can't even watch Finding Nemo. <laughs> and honestly, it just <laughs> because you, know, you don't you want to find him quickly and yeah, you don't want anxiety I don't want to be being lost. lost. Yeah. Oh, I really feel for the character yeah. and yeah. it stresses me out that he's still lost yeah it's an interesting thing that i remember when my it son funny saying yeah, no, no, it now no, but absolutely. it's uh, when my son watched harry potter he was quite young when he watched harry potter the first time and um you know with all the effects all this it was all very kind of you know mythical and, and fairy tale like and and you know kids would come out of there just remembering that but my son came out and he said his mum didn't come back Oh. And and that was heartbreaking, like, you know, and I thought, oh, my goodness. And I was hoping maybe his mom's going to come back somewhere. But they kind of showed her every so often. But anyway, what, yeah, based, going, going back to this article, The Guardian, actually, they did, um, they asked their readers to share their experiences of high sensitivity. And they got more than 300 people who responded to this. And they said that over some, like, over about 40,000 words, they wrote about their feelings being drained by their ability to tune into other people people's emotions or exhausted from working in an open plan office or you know a visit to the supermarket became a major big deal for them because oh, no. there was just so much stuff going on too and, overwhelming yeah and then they they found austerity sort of horrifying one of them said i work in a school that's been directly impacted by cuts and i teach children who are experiencing the effects of neglected public services and parents who are financially unstable. And he says, if, pov if poverty continues to rise in this country, he says, I know I will be spending a lot of my time crying in my classroom. This is a teacher. And then several people reported wearing headphones to block out the world and avoiding social media because, you know, they thought, oh, if I, if I see this or if I do that, I, I'm going to, it's going to ruin my, my week or my day because it's just going to affect me. And so even things like criticism at work can stay with them for years. And other people's like things like perfumes feel like an assault and, and, you know, their relationship can get very tricky. Um, uh, others remembered that they'd been told to like toughen up as a child or had lived for decades with the feeling that there was something wrong with them. And then highly sensitive people have low self-esteem. Often they might have been, say, bullied at school and stuff. So sometimes what happens is that they're saying that society tends to view it 
as a weakness but actually you know you know you get this this kind of label of being fragile a bit of a wussy or whatever like you know um, but they're actually highly sensitive people who then tend to feel quite lonely and misunderstood and not normal so I mean it's amazing that all there are quite a few have to justify it yeah. and then not only try and justify it to other people but you know other people don't really understand mm. and then you know take the mickey out of you mm. yeah are there certain things that you find triggering sadia or that you're sensitive to um, or you are you I a typical person you know you're no, not no i think i'm all right i think i think maybe can you watch finding nemo well i think over yes i can watch finding nemo i do find it quite heartbreaking sometimes you know when i'm watching a, a sensitive drama and things like that i think you know you do i think your experiences as you get older you become maybe a little bit more soppier and i think over oh, time really? certain I thought, things I thought maybe you harden up a little no, bit with I think life you, you sometimes oh, no. get because you may experience things and you recall the pain of those things it's like i suppose as you get older like for instance i remember when i was much younger like if you took me to a, a fun fair like i would sit on a roller coaster or a fast ride and i would just laugh my head off and i would enjoy it right but now i would sit on it and grit my teeth and hate every moment of it and i would want to, to get out like really so i can't take it anymore like, why you know? is that you're, i don't know i just i can't take it you're scared of uh... i i have no idea i just feel uncomfortable i don't like it i wouldn't go on a massive big roller coaster now where I, before I would have laughed my head off and that's loved so it. funny yeah that's true I feel like as I've yeah as, as I'm a bit old and I mean before I mean I, lo I still like roller coasters and all those dangerous rides but back in the day you just sort of sit there and the thrill of it all but now I'm thinking gosh I really hope this is attached properly I hope I don't fall off I hope it is <laughs> yeah and, maybe you've your got insecurity more to, yeah I've you've got, got more, more to lose, lose. absolutely yeah. but also it's like this thing of when you're young like you know you you're quite happy to go to nightclubs and go and dance and and have this loud music pumping away and then as you get older you think oh do you know I've done that it's okay I'm I, I'm out of it I don't really want to do that anymore I'm the opposite I'm out every night is it? No, <laughs> just kidding and then you know you get used to children people yeah. who don't have children and go into a child's uh, into a home where there are children and there's chaos and it can people be can't quite, take it yeah it can be so quite overwhelming yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. so I don't know to what extent I mean there must be extreme people who have this extreme thing of being totally over emotional about stuff but I think we all have a degree of it and sometimes people see it they say that you know it the best thing for you if you do feel those things is you should um, you know work you should work in a way that suits you so working well as self-employed and sorting out your day and working from home is probably a better thing for you if you don't like the chaos yeah. of an office and things like that and they said the natural environment going out for walks and having peace and you know the sound of birds and and things which are not going <laughs> not the drilling you know of a, of a city center and things like that um, so so there are ways that you can make yourself feel better about it but generally these people are quite kind of deep thinkers and they've got a very rich sort of inner world and and those things are very important and they even see things in a different way so if we're walking outside they will appreciate other things more so they may appreciate like art more and beauty more and and some people much see more music in colors yeah, yeah 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 that's kind of cool so i can't so, even imagine what what's 
what it's very complex, like. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm amazed. Like, I'm over, I'm constantly amazed at just how different everyone can be and how people's perception. It's just like I suppose. If you think of, um, yeah, it's like, I always mention my husband. My husband is colorblind, right? Yeah. And um, so I remember once, a very significant point in our life where we we're driving and there was a beautiful field of, you know, green and there were red poppies. And, and it was just stunning. And I kind of just said to him, I said, oh, my God, that's such a beautiful scene. You just see amidst the screen just these speckles of, of, of red poppies. And he said... Um, I can't see them, and he because there's a you know when you have when you're colorblind there's a certain discrepancy colors, between yeah. green and red yeah. and orange and and they sort of blend together. So many a time you know I may have come out wearing fuchsia and he's and he said oh it's dark blue and then so That's if you tell him then the brain maybe engages and, and tries to think. But sometimes I have no idea as to what he is seeing somebody who's colorblind what they are seeing. Yeah. Well, it's just how light is being reflected. Do you remember that? Um, silver or blue dress mm, on the internet. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So again, our perception, so so something like sound and this hypersensitivity thing, you know, we just don't don't realize that other people are, are facing that. Mm. And and they, because they don't fit into the norm, it's really hard for them to understand. But they said that, you know, one of the things in the article was very clear in that they said that when we actually started to find out that other people were going through it, and there were support groups, and there were, there were things available for people to talk about it. Then we felt that no, we're we're normal. We're just different, and and that's what the thing is. I think that we learn, and and so many of the subjects we look at, we just think, oh, well, I haven't really thought about that. But it just makes you more aware that actually people have that, and you you can appreciate it there coming to your house and you think okay now I know this person's coming let's just clear the rubbish out of here <laughs> let's not put the music on let's not do this so it's yeah. just respecting them but they but they're fine they're yeah I'm not big on background music when I go to a friend's sort of uh, p house party or something yeah. I have to stand away from the speaker I just find it a bit overwhelming and yeah. a bit loud and yeah, because and maybe you've got headphones on all day and you're on the radio and you're listening to music and things yeah. like that that you you don't you'd rather not have it if you're out of the studio. Exactly, because, yeah, that, that maybe, yeah, I didn't mm. even think about it. Mm. It's true, because we always have headphones on. Mm. I'm, I'm always... It's like, I think, you know, when you work on the radio, you're also very conscious of people's voices. I pick mm. up on people's voices, and I, I'm listening to people's voices, and I know the power of somebody's voice, because, you know, if somebody has that kind of a voice, it that is engaging, and you listen to yeah. it. So, so I suppose it depends on your background, and and you know I'm sure psychiatrists and doctors and stuff have other clues about the human, you know, how humans behave and how they talk and body language and and things like that. This whole sphere of of subjects, I'm sure that like you know. I should become a specialist in this and work on exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> Sadia. Well, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, and I look forward to more chinwags with you next week. Thank you. And thank you again for sitting in tomorrow, Sadia Osmani.